How you doing? My name is Avon, and this is First Drafts That Glow, a series that I started to get me to just write more. And uh, once we start getting fans and people start submitting ideas, I'll be writing based on that. This one was based on uh, scraps of paper that I just kind of threw around and grabbed. I picked the words last and vampires, so today I'm going to read a short story I wrote in one setting with very minimal editing, so, you know, it's going to be a bit awkward for sure, but, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, Alright, you ready? Here we go. This is The Last Vampire. A first draft that glows short story by me, Avon. The path was filled with a new layer of fungus and slime. It had been about 50 years or more since they had gone through this part of the planet. Between sleeping for a decade and hiding from desperate scavenger animals and humans, getting back here was a long road. Of course you had to put all your fucking eggs in one basket whispering under their breath, tearing apart small pine trees to get to the ancient building. Well, how many facilities were built to withstand earthquakes and already had geothermal power? Getting slightly louder as the vine trees got thicker and harder to tear apart to keep going down. These tree vines should not be able to grow in here. This material should be toxic to plant matter. While adjusting the sample belt on their chest, a soft growl echoes from beyond the layers of tree vines ahead. Well, fuck me running. I wonder how big that is, and if it has any blood. With a quick glance up, they jump through a gap in the tunnel ceiling. The wall light did not reach into the service tunnel. I only have ten charges left, they say in a gruff rasp as they press the injection pad over their heart. The hissing sound gets drowned out by the rush of millions of other sounds, smells, textures that become magnified. Oh boy, that is spicy. The movement of hundreds of creatures, the energy of plants, and the smell of decay make them pause and joy for a moment before the rush settles. The service tunnel, now looking bright, shows nothing but webs, small insects, and the roots of tree vines starting to push through the stone material. Well, damn. This is not a good sign. After building up speed, they start to glide down the service tunnel, hovering above the slight decline. Sense and reaction time focused on locating the growling sound on the other side of the wall. They knew the sound could have come from more than three miles down. The echo effect in this facility was an unexpected security perk when first built. The past few thousand years have not softened that. Even the tree vines did not dampen the sound. I think I found you. Stopping just before another opening between the tunnels, the sense of shape and composition of the thing that was growling forms. Smells like a tree and a fish. I can't hear a heart, but that could be because it's breathing like a muscle car in need of a new muffler. A soft buzz sounds in their ear. Oh? Oh, it... It was a transport machine that used hydrocarbons and combustible engines to produce energy and movement. A chime sounded, followed by chirps. I'm happy to clear that up for you. For I keep forgetting you were built long after things went wrong. The sound was a blend of a buzz and chime before clearing to another softer chime. Well, 
not insulting you. I just forgot that you never saw them as they were. The final sounding chime rings. Good to know. Now I have to figure out if this thing has blood or not. Checking over the vibe blade charge and the shield field stability, they take a deep breath and focus on the remaining energy of the booster shot for a burst of speed. Diving back into the main tunnel, they see the beast in a cleared-out space surrounded by the remains of small creatures. The beast moves slowly in comparison. It has thick, tree-like legs and a torso that seems to be a twisted series of vine trees. The head and face might, might have been that of a large cat, but also a cow. The beast reaches out to empty space trying to grab it, the intruder with appendages that seem to have fingers and thumbs at the end. If you have any sense of or any reasoning ability, I suggest you stand down or I must kill you, the creature roars in reply. Well, fine. Swinging with the vibe blade with the arm-mounted shield on the other arm blocking the overhead attack, they strike the creature's first leg. The pain of the animal fills the room and, the echo and it echoes back to make it sound like a chorus. The next leg is cut and the monster slumps as a reddish-blue substance rush from each of the cuts. Quickly, they collect samples and run the basic test with the equipment on hand. First test result beams a holographic chart showing no radiation or toxic substances. The second shows the basic composition of what appeared to be mammal blood with a non-organic element that was part of the blue color in the, in the substance. The third projection, a long list of green checks and red circles with an occasional gray triangle. Well, damn, this'll keep me alive, but it also looks like it has a very limited potency. After filling a few canisters and taking samples of each part of the body, they begin to move down the tunnel through the tree vines once again. A chirp stops them from humming. What? The chirp in reply seems louder and insistent. Well, I have to clear the tunnel when I leave, so I might as well check it as I go. The chirps hit a low tone. If everything is still down here, we might be able to send the machines to clean up. We still need this main tunnel as an exit. Now pipe down so I can listen for more of those creatures. The chirps hit a klaxon level. Your chirps are right next to my eardrum. Calm down. I'm sorry for being rude. They stop tearing the tree vines and look off to the right. When did you get so sensitive? The melody reply had a final sounding aspect. They shrug and continue down the tunnel. After a few hours, a giant door, about 50 feet high and 50 feet wide, stood imposing in front of them. A smaller 7-foot door, about 3 foot wide at the bottom center, with a tube lantern glowing softly above. Well, looks like the radiation has dissipated and the door looks untouched, so we're looking good. Walking to the door, a series of lights turn on, filling the area with a soft glow. We will see if the programming is still intact before we die. Announce code and submit for identification. The shrill voice a little louder than it needed to be. Admin code Delta Delta 79 Brave, they say as they hold hand, hands palm up for the green laser light to scan over. Code accepted. Identity verified with a point zero zero two variation within acceptable limits. Entry granted. 
I wonder what that variation in me is, they mutter as the small central door pops open with the sound of pressure followed by a clean smell of dust. Inside, the old military missile defense and long-term nuclear storage shelter signs and artifacts showed little signs of aging. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're here for. The massive cylinder of the entry room going up hundreds of feet, ending in plastic steel doors. Hundreds of balconies and catwalks, obviously built long after the fact, still in pristine condition. Three tunnels branching off from the entrance in a left, right, and center layout, each a perfect circle. Metal walkways built into each of them. The lights and air systems slowly activating, filling the cavernous space with clunks, clinks, and hums. What a shame nobody's lived here for so long. Heading down the center tunnel, grabbing small items off shelves as they go, they start humming and dancing a little. When they notice they can't grab another item without dropping everything, they kick open one of the many doors on the side of the tunnel and throw everything on a simple bed just inside. Opening the built-in closet, procuring a large bag and a few articles of clothing, after filling the bag and taking off all the gear strapped around their body, they decide to strip and jump in the sonic shower to get the grime of the past few years off. After feeling, after the feeling of, of being clean, but not perfectly clean, they dress in underwear and socks, and delighted that some of the items in this room have had a bit of color added to them, a hint of blue, pink, and ivory white. Not the most ideal combination, but they felt having been wearing the same dingy military gear for so long might have done something to the mood. A series of chirps takes them out of admiring the cotton garments and posing in the mirror. Well, I've not really been this undressed in decades. For what is effectively underwear, it makes me look good. Chirping in rings brightly agree. Back in the main tunnel, they continue to collect items as they walk. Some first aid materials here, some plastic testing gear there. Some amino acids that should still be good for another thousand years, and even one of the entertainment packs the builders had put together for people that had lived here. The container said, post-punk, circa 1970s common era through 1990s common era. They had only ever paid attention to these packs one other time and grabbed one that was labeled horror movies of the 20th century common era and related sequels slash remakes. They were always amused by the fiction surrounding monsters the people of the planet had invented over the centuries. If even half of the things were possible, the people would have been killed off before being able to make these visual dramas. They only watched a handful of the features before having to leave. The chirps took them out of the wool gathering. Oh yeah, let me get let me get one of the chips out. Stopping at a bench, they open the post-punk container and flip through the hundreds of chips and cards that contain the audio, video, and interactive media. A few chips a few chirps insisting made them stop. Well it it looks like whatever post-punk is, it's mostly music and some video with mainly music as content. A few chirps ring in a high low. Well, yeah, I was alive then. It, it's just hard to remember everything from my life. 
the 20th and 21st century had so much happened so fast compared to what was before and after. I, I mean, I remember audio recordings and moving pictures started sometime around then. The technology that led to you started around then as well. That was so long ago, I'm surprised I remember that much. A longer series of chirps sending in a downtone come as a reply. Well, sure, let me find the main music collection and we can listen together. And it might jog my memory. Placing the crystal chip in the small slot just inside their left ear, they say it. Grant access to onboard system. After a few bright chirps, the sound they remembered was electric guitars, followed by bass and drums started in a nearly square pattern, with dissonance and harmony. A deep resonant voice, white on white, translucent black capes, back on the rack. They remembered this band in a distant way. Something about the content and name of the singer kept the name the singer kept chanting was somehow relatable. Could not quite place why. They felt it would be one of those moments that would make them feel silly when they found out or remembered. The chirps seemed to agree the music was refreshing. After a few of the songs had played, they were at another door made from metal and thick plastic glass. A podium rose from the floor with a number pad and a black space with green hand outline. The code and hand scan took longer than it should have, and it worried them. The system could be breaking down finally, or the radiation might have done more damage than thought possible. Another sound of pressure followed by a clean dust smell, and the bluish lights reflected gloriously off the white and stainless steel surfaces, making them shield their sensitive eyes for a time. A few low-toned chirps followed by an insistent series of high-pitched chirps made them flinch. Okay, yes, I, I know I need to eat something. The storage cooler's in the back, assuming everything has been working properly. I should have several husks that are fully grown and stabilized that have been filling the storage system these past decades. If not, I will have to use this mutated stuff again, and it is having a negative effect on me. I need to decontaminate before I can check on any of that, so just please relax. The chirps sound off in a rhythm. Power down for the next 56 hours. The tank I need to sit in will disrupt your functions. Chirps flitter up and down in reply. Yes, I know you are my best friend and I will miss you. Now please, power down so I can hop in the tank. The tank was a large sensory deprivation cap capsule retrofitted by the previous people for decontamination. For people that have been on the surface to make sure none of the chemical machines and mutation substance would enter the clean part of the lab. It was a grueling process that the people would be induced into a coma-like state for. It was unfortunate they could not be placed in a coma state in the same way. Simply had to endure. Forcing a deep sleep would put them out for a decade or more. They needed to make sure the food was being produced properly and ready for transport long before then. The pain and violating nature of each process made them feel weak and helpless. Like before the change, the world around them was frail and life was short and disposable. The probing of the internal parts of the body reminded them of how some of the men would treat them and how the women would punish them. The peeling back of some of the skin of the scalp and the scraping of the esophagus reminded them of the punishments after the change. 
The needles in the palms of the hands and the bottoms of the feet was a feeling they never quite understood, but they did not like it. It reminded them of something their mind never revealed. The last round was enduring a level of heat that would make every person but them sick. They would feel a panic at the height of the heat. It was intended to be a way to filter any remaining items on the skin or, or internally out. Most would puke and flush all moisture from the body before the robotic arms would administer a solution of hydrate right at the end. They always liked how that felt. It was something they could have programmed out of the process, not needed. Something about the colder fluid running through the body made them feel aroused. So few things did that since most people were now gone. The tank let them out. The tank let them out and they confirmed the tank let them out, confirmed the clean sweep of the facility had been done while they were in decontamination. They wanted to make sure the rest of the facility was clean, as they were. The low level of radiation in the sanitation machines would double up on all areas and items they touched. One of the service androids activated, sensing a decontaminated user being present. They remembered that they had adjusted the programming to only work when all persons went through decon, a more important measure when there were other people. The android brought clothing and some hygiene products, then went to fetch the bag left in the other room. After penning up the massive amount of hair and cleaning up the nails and teeth, they felt more normal than they had in a long time. Reactivate. The chirps came through starting low, a series of tones and blips before resting again on the normal chirp. I see you are in perfect working order. Good. They began digging through the bag, grabbing some empty specimen containers and some extraction tools. Now, run a system diagnostic on the entire lab subsystem and the integrity of the vehicle while I check the food and storage. Delightful chirps followed by a low volume series of beeps and buzzing began. The multi-chamber system opens first to what looks like a living space and general office with gems, with gems. Deeper in the structure, another few doors secure the area labeled Biolab. The doors open with a hand scan and a series of green laser lights hitting the eyes and ears. The chamber system cleaning out the air in each stage as they go. <clears throat> Inside the room, lighting is low, but enough to walk around and see everything. The space large enough to contain many aircraft. Every 10 feet from one another is a 30-foot-tall metallic mushroom-like station surrounded by petals of almond-shaped pods, each 9 feet long at the bottom. A few dozen multi-armed robots 2 feet long to 10 feet tall crawling all over the pods and stations. A few of the stations glowing red, with the rest glowing a pale blue. Walking along the wall to the right, they stop in front of another glowing panel looking over the various readings and reports. Satisfied with what they see, they continue along until reaching the far wall with stairs going up to another room built on the side. The wall to the right filled with foot-high containers with small windows showing something red inside. The left a series of thin panels just below glass looking over the large space filled with the mushroom stations. They grab one of the containers, careful not to disconnect the tube on top of it. 
looking in the small window, they see a perfect human heart, pulsing and beating as if it were inside a body, connected to the tubes and connected to tubes and suspended in some clear fluid, and the tubes inside filled with a red substance. They check the external settings and the seals. After tapping a series of buttons, the tube on top begins to flash, then go dark. The canister itself stops all activity. The top opens like a jar. They reach in and tug until the machine releases the organ. They smile and sniff the heart. They begin to lick it clean, and then, opening their jaw impossibly wide, swallow the whole thing. The world begins to get too bright. Every servo, every heartbeat, every hum, and every buzz of every device and frequency becomes clear. The sterile air begins to feel acrid and filled with cleaner. The lack of natural smells and sound begin to echo louder than they thought possible. Was it always like this? Their fingertips touching the floor started digging into the titanium plates, and the roar they produced paused all the machines working for a moment as they braced for what they assumed was an earthquake. Soon they passed out. They had a sense that one of the larger androids carried them to a secure bed, waking up to earn his chirps knowing something went wrong, but what? I'm here, I'm here, what happened? The chirps and beeps and buzzing to any other ear would have sounded like bees and birds at war. They wanted the interactions with the program to be concise and low tone. Inner ear speakers allowed for interesting communication possibilities. Nearly ten minutes of this, and finally they heard enough. Okay. So something about me, not the heart I ate, is what I'm getting. The chirps affirmed this. Did any of the tests or scans reveal what it could have been? The chirps seemed to hesitate. <sighs> Tell me. A large holographic image appeared, showing a series of studies on blood, highlighting something new. It kept showing up in greater quantities, and eventually started to look like the aberration was altering the blood, making it into a fungus. Well, fuck. The chirps take on a sing-song quality and end in harsh, high, short beeps. Well, if that's the case, then I should take a gamma bath now. I never would have guessed this kind of thing could happen. My blood assumed the decon would clear all the fungus out. They studied the various holographic panels. At least the fungus is not airborne. The replies had a lower tone than the normal chirps and dings. I know, I'd, I would have to uninstall you. I'm sorry you're not built for that. You know I've been working on a solution, but can't work on that before. This does mean there is no other option. I was hoping to go back out in the vehicle to collect more data before, well, you know. Chirping and wilting tones, followed by a bright upswing. I suppose I could install you as the primary for one of the larger androids. You do know that you would only last for about a year. Then you would lose all power. I could lose you if the gamma treatment takes longer than that. I don't have time to program another android to do the maintenance. Are you sure you're okay with that? Reply chirps of delight and elation like fireworks make them flinch at the volume. Okay, yes, yes. Now, what kind of body do you want? A few days later, a large android with feminine aspects is humanized and dressed. 
After a conversation confirming this is the path it wants to take, the other androids are called in to start the procedure. Later. And how are we feeling today? Slowly, the android body begins to move in stages, testing out each area of the body with small movements, starting from the toes up to the face. The mouth tries and fails a few times to make it to make any sound, followed by a static and then a screeching. After a moment, it says, It's not easy to talk like this. Believe me, I know. Uh, what should I call you while you're in this body? How about Babs? <laughs> really? Babs? They smile wide and stifle a laugh. Yes, I recall reading a book with a character that had the name with you. I believe it is a friendly form of Barbara. Babs it is, they say with a big smile. This is interesting. Never really thought of a gender or name for you. I hope that's not a bad thing to say. Not at all. This is something I wanted to mess around with since my context for some things is just not there. I also have never actually been able to properly look at you. Here I am, your creator, and your soon-to-be-irradiated husk. I do hope God does not disappoint. I think you are very attractive. From the number of images I have processed over the years of other similar beings, I find you to be superior. They look over the android and smirk. When did you get this extra layer of character? The android looks away. I think it started... I think I started to feel something new in my processes that day we wet-hacked the aerospace computer systems. There was another program that was just becoming aware, and I copied some of its code and adapted some of it to access the encrypted data. They look over the android having to reach up. They look over the android having to reach up and move its face to them. I knew something was up with you since then. I just thought it was the medical protocols. Taking both hands to hold the android's face, they make it look into their eyes. Listen. You are my best friend. If you want me to figure out how to make this arrangement more permanent or simpler to achieve, I will do that as soon as I get this fungus out of my system. The android smiles and the face takes on a sadness. Thank you, Master. Master, they laugh. I never really thought of telling you my name, did I? Didn't see the point since you were installed inside me. The last being that called me that died centuries ago. What is your name? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was at one at first, nor can I recall the last one I used, not that I really think about it. They pause and guides them both to sit. What do you want to call me? The android perks up and smiles with a toothy grin. What about Bowie? Interesting. I think I like it. Why that name? It means blonde in Old Germanic language, I think. I also saw the name in one of the songs we listened to. Bowie smiles. Bowie it is, then. Babs hugs Bowie close. Okay, now to take you to get dipped headfirst into a gamma radiation suit. All the fun. Preparing for the mini-nuke and a series of preparing for the mini-nuke and a series of hearts that stored blood for the ravaging hunger after was set up and ready to go.
Babs did three complete checks and cross-referenced all the digital models to verify all possible outcomes would be covered. Bowie knew this was going to be worse than when the first wave of planet-wide destruction hit. The sheer amount of radiation and heat kept them without a normal skin layer for years. They did not want to feel that ever again. There simply was no other way to kill off the mutation of the blood fungus. It could only be killed off by levels of gamma radiation produced in these types of nukes. Bowie always hated humans for this technology. Babs checks over the gold line lead ball that would ascend the secondary shaft to the surface for the small nuke to be detonated far enough away from Bowie to not vaporize them but still expose them to enough of the required radiation before sealing them back in the ball and putting them through de decontamination. Bowie checks over the farm and wishes that the results will be more sustainable than the last dozen attempts. There was just no more time. The missile system was crafted to work under the direst of situations. Sending a giant metal ball and a small nuke up the shaft was easy, easier than it ever should have been. On the surface, the metal ball pops open, Bowie standing nude in the center of the container, looking around to the desolation of a ruined civilization. Horrific fungal shapes pulsing and moaning in the distance. The pop and whistle of the mini-nuke being launched made them flinch. A bright flash fills the entire sky, followed by a wave of force that knocks Bowie back. The heat is felt before the tingle of the radiation. They could not remember the proper stages of everything. The pain, the damage to the brain, it was already overwhelming. The skin was bubbling off and teeth began to fall out. Was this supposed to happen? Have they been out too long already? Was the nuke too close? Bowie hears a clang and thud as everything goes black. Music. The music was the first thing they were aware of. This was followed quickly by the smell of fresh blood and the feeling of being wet. It was total darkness. They could not remember where they were or what had happened. They just knew hunger was overtaking them and the smell of blood was all around them. It was blood they were floating in, glorious, fresh blood. It was the party they threw for a friend in the old world all over again. They had 100 young people slowly bleeding into a marble pool for their friend to swim in and gorge on. The people were all convinced this was the gods they worshipped granting them a boon. They began to drink the blood, touching their body in excitement. This is what living this long was all about. A glorious, endless supply of... Wait. They started to remember something had gone wrong with the people. Between weapons and the disease, something began to poison the world. They all started blaming each other as the cause and then they destroyed themselves. Being caught in one of the blasts was the worst thing to ever happen to them. It took hundreds of years to start a new colony for the people. They all got sick anyways and started to mutate and die. Bowie, they say out loud, remembering the last name they had been called. The echo of the metal ball making the sound harsh. Babs, can you hear me? I hear you, Bowie. You've been in a torpor for five months. Everything is going well out here. According to the scans, you show no sign of the fungus and seem to have reconstituted fully. 
I, I still have some blank spaces in my head. Uh, how long until I can get out of here? The readings say you should be clear in another month. The medical program and I have been arguing, but it insists that you programmed it perfectly. It knows how to care for you better than I do. The frustrating program is a little arrogant. Yeah, I can see me adding that arrogance to one of my programs. Hey, Babs chimes over the speaker. I'm not even remotely arrogant. I never said you were. You are the best. I'm going to drink some more of this blood and sleep. Can you drop some hearts in here? I will have one of the bots do that within a, within the day. We had to keep the container a good distance from everything. You are still in the secondary shaft, but it is sealed and sterile. I'm not worried, Babs. Thanks. It was only three weeks, and the medical bot released Bowie from the recovery phase. The level of hunger they had was something that they had not experienced since before the rise of combustion engines. Feeling new and energized, Babs was also very pleasant to have his company. Having a human-like person to talk with and cuddle was something of a lost joy. After a few weeks, Babs had to be reinstalled into Bowie's head. Babs had found some old research done by the people that looked promising for long-term power source and home for its mind. Once Babs was installed again near the ear, Bowie decided to keep its feminine voice in place of chirps. The next months were all work. Each of the mushroom towers had signaled being close to completion on successful and viable results. The clone system for the hearts and the blood was perfect and the vehicle was primed, just needed to transport the entire clean lab into the vehicle and then hope for the best. After the last mushroom tower was confirmed to be secured and functional, all the machines were tasked to collect the media boxes and clothing from throughout the facility and store them on the vehicle. Bowie was unsure how long it would be until the greenhouse would start working even. This was a concern. Time had run out. The risk of fungal infection of the entire experiment was too great. They simply could not risk it. Babs, yes, Bowie. I need you to check every pod, every system, every biological containment, and double check the power systems and then check it all again. This is the last time we'll have to try this. If we fail, then you and I are on the short list for fungus food. Just all sunshine, aren't you? Yes, that's me, all sunshine and happy. Oh, the sarcasm. Will you just, I already did it once, doing it all twice more. I think you forget that I'm an awesome computer system. You're adorable, Babs, thanks. The vehicle rises in the central chamber, looking at the giant door. Bowie looks over the various panels and projections. Okay, Babs, open the gate, send out the army of bots to clear the tunnel ahead of us. A dozen 12-foot-tall quadrupeds with flamethrowers and spinning blades rush out into the massive tunnel, clearing out all the tree vines and gum-like fungus. Bowie looks at the progress on the display, making minor adjustments to everything again. Nearly an hour goes by before the report of the tunnel being clear rings back. Okay, Bowie, we are ready to bounce. All right, here's quite possibly the last time anything like this will be done on this planet for millions of years. Unless those fungal mammals develop language and thumbs, Babs adds dryly. Well, if they do, I'm going to come back and glass the surface. How romantic of you. What? 
I listen to music in real time when you are resting or distracted. I am a really big fan of Wu-Tang Clan. Are they nothing to fuck with? Bowie says, smiling. Babs' voice rings loudly in the ear. Oh my fucking god, yes! Yeah, I've been listening to them a bit too when you are powered down. Bowie looks over the panels again. How about you play some music for us to listen to in case we explode? The speakers spark heavy bass as the words, Yo, one, two, one, two, woo, tang, woo, tang, it's the woo, creeping in the shadows, kick off the song, and Bowie presses the launch sequence. The afterburn from the engines melt nearly everything in the facility behind them. The music pulsed with the same energy of the ship, the tunnel glowing slightly through the carbon burns and remains of the tree vines rapid, rapidly. The sickly light of the bruised sky got brighter as the vehicle pops out of the tunnel ramp into the atmosphere. A series of alerts and warnings light up and turn off as the right velocity and angle is reached for getting into space. Reaching orbit, the ship takes control of itself and maneuvers to use the two parts of the moon still in orbit to help catapult the vehicle towards the gas giant. Babs, we made it. Everything is reading as green and stable. You sure you did this all on your own? Well, after the first thousand or so years... Hush! I'm not even close to really grasping how old you are yet. Bowie laughs. Fine. Let's check the farm and see if anyone will be ready for what is next. How many do you think you will wake up first? Ten? Twenty? We have the materials for a few million. I want them to start being their own people and able to work the ship and systems. If I need to, I can just eat them and start again. So, no more no more vampires then? I think it's good on the last one. Well, even with all of the uh, Erita and stumbling and kind of bad dialogue and the one, one or two uh, things that kind of contradicted each other, I, I personally feel this is a pretty solid story. If I uh, come back to this, I definitely would like to expand the relationship between Babs and Bowie, um, maybe uh, explore Babs being in the bot, like what it was doing uh, while Bowie was out of commission, uh, reconstituting after being exposed to the uh, nuclear, uh, many new, but uh, yeah. Again, my name is Avon. This has been First Drafts Like Glow. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Um, you can also find me at nail.